just for the hell of it, is a movie I made only because I felt it was time to make a movie. Really, that was, that was the whole motivation. It's about a gang of kids who have absolutely no ethics and no morals, and it begins with a theme, which I, I wrote, of course. The reason I wrote these theme songs is not out of some mad sense of being Verdi or Rossini or somebody. I didn't want to pay anybody. It's as good a motivation as I can think of. And it begins, there's a group of wild animals come in from the zoo, a lion and a tiger and an elephant too. They're crashing through the jungle, they're crashing through the town, and they'll huff and they'll puff and they'll blow your house down and then destruction. Get off the street or you're likely to meet destruction. And that worked out very well, by the way. Although I thought it was funny when I first put it together, but nobody else thought it was funny. The gang leader in this movie is a fellow named Ray Sager. You will see Ray Sager in a number of my movies. You will also not see him in movies in which he was simply on the crew. Ray loved making movies, and I love people who love making movies. So when there was a movie in which I didn't have a part for Ray Sager, he could be on the crew. In fact, later on, some years later, accidentally, Ray Sager became the lead actor in The Wizard of Gore. Here's a movie just for the hell of it. You might want to watch just for the hell of it and say to yourself as you look at it, hey, they had a good time making this, didn't they? Once again, make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinebus Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality.
was absorbed in it, which is a driving force. You have to have it. I hate it so much that I've seen this done to I become a person or And I want to see it banned. I want to see it off the face of the earth. Yeah, it's amazing, but uh, I think parents have to really pay more attention to what these kids are listening to. to the 411th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who doesn't really know how to say 411th in consecutive altogether in the same sentence after smoking through the entire last episode that he just recorded with his co-host, Matt. Uh, 411169er. That's That's what you sound like. (laughs) (laughs) No, I sound like a guy who's over here eating keto chips. Yeah. Get some of them keto chips. Yeah, made with almond flour. Yeah, if you want the brand, I'll tell I'll tell you, you know, if you're into the keto foods. But otherwise, I'm not their fucking billboard. So, you know, just because right. they're product. paying you. What the fuck? Why am I having Give snacks? Give us some fucking money and we'll tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah. Why Why am I having snacks? Because uh, we record two shows in one week and then we take the next week off because that's how we live our lives now. That's how we live. I know. I'm just hyping myself up on coffee right now. It's fucking amazing. I fucking could see sounds. <laughs> Optical sound time for Matt's eye up, everyone. All right. So this week we're talking about just for the hell of it um, because it was on the box set. And he literally, uh, it's like the movie's titled for the reason why he made it. He said, I'm making it just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he says in the intro. That's 100% true. Yeah. And uh, it shows that this was made just for the hell of it. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, dude. It, it, I mean, it is night and day from, uh, uh, from the last one we just got to watch. <laughs> Yeah, he put all of his effort and time into making She Devils on Wheels, and even it was rather roughly hewn together, you know, and cobbled together out of a spinning person drawn on a motorbike uh, to cut the seams together and then just long, drawn-out scenes of the girls riding motorcycles. Yeah, but even that was better than what we got with this. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get there when we get there, but Jesus fucking Christ, this is by far the most egregious. This, I forgive the mannequin heads over this. Yeah. 
what they Me did too. in this film is uh, uh, just it, outrageous. Like it's just a, a total cheat and it's wrong. Look the damn hell. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the reason he did it was just for the hell of it. 100%. Just, I mean, just so he could. <laughs> All right. So this week on the pirate radio edit, we're going with things about things being destroyed, whether it's the eve of destruction or the destruction of the family or something along those lines, or if you're just searching to destroy and then also about smashing things up because that seems to be the only really through line of this entire fucking movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take the break right now. We're going to play the Legion Patreon ad. Then we're going to listen to Fear sing the song, We Destroy the Family. And when we come back, we'll cover the fucking just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. promise that was fear with we destroy the family (laughs) (laughs) he says with a mouthful of keto chips Mm -hmm. (laughs) and delicious (laughs) and this is about how much fuck i don't give about this show right now i mean what do they want from us man (laughs) they want us to talk about this film just for the hell of it all right well fucking then just for the hell of it let's fucking talk about it the first 20 opens uh, with the film opening with a wild happening in what appears to be a hotel room with kids tripping out and painted up and acting like a bunch of fucking idiots, complete with a fishbowl dump to an unsuspecting partygoer. This starts a smashing frenzy and the kids totally wreck the furniture and smash everything in sight. Why do you ask? Just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. 
That's and now they fucking have places for us to do this where you just get to smash shit and you pay money to do it. Paint is smeared on the walls as even more crazy smashing and zaniness increases. It has been about two minutes of screen time as we watch them wreck this place in real time with absolutely no editing. And, so, and you and you have not nary, nary one clip to give us. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Some of these kids are beating the hell out of stuff while others seem to just be loafing around, filling up the screen. Why let this go on for nearly four minutes before crossfading to the opening title? Just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. The opening title. the fucking title. (laughs) The opening title pops up as we watch these hooligans beat on and pick on a blind man after stealing his cane. Then a man walking with crutches and a head bandage is then followed by these same kids who decide to pick him up and then beat him with his own crutches over the opening credits. These kids need to be murdered. All of this Sorry. is set to the Herschel Gordon Lewis destruction song. They cut from this to a swinging acid rock gig, and the kids are all dancing to the wild and crazy jams as the band uh, fills screen time. As we already know, this is all just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. The band loses I a new theme song. The band loses all sense of timing and just goes into a trip out moment before bringing it back and settling in. This finally delivers some fucking dialogue and our first. Class. Man, that was some blast last night. Crawford's old lady nearly went her pants when we smashed that mirror. <laughs> I don't know why those fossils blow their mind over some stupid furniture. They can buy some more, right? Right. Hey, Bitsy, when's the next party? The group's ready for action. It's always ready for action, Mmm, Let's get some action right now, huh? You know, how Dexter does. Hey, Dexter, me too? Uh, oh, no, uh, Lummox, uh, you're not making this scene. But you'll be the hero at the next smash-up, eh, right, huh? Right, right. Oh. He's a good guy, but a real drag. Oh, Lummox is okay. You seen smash up that piano at Turner's place? <laughs> <laughs> really big breaking up stuff. I think he's cute. You think anything in pants is cute. Well, let's get out of here and into some real action, huh? Yep, tight Dexter, baby. Let's go make a loving, huh? Private or? Uh, no, just a me and thee and a bottle of skeet. Where'd they go, Cranzy? We went fishing, love. <laughs> oh, fishing! Yeah, fishing's fun. Wow, look at that! Can I, huh? Is that a problem, Bunky? Let's get married! Are you nuts or something? Go away! I said you're my girl! Just don't make the scene, man. Make it. He isn't even in it. Let's get out of here before we have to bust the joint up. He's terrible. Nobody even noticed my new Supergirl uplift. What was the purpose of any of this? Oh, yeah. It's just Um, for the hell of it. Just just for the hell of it. (laughs) 
The band continues to rage on as we fill more screen time with their same three chords and the scales to match. At one point, even the cameraman gives up on this and then just tilts the camera down to the ass of a girl in a striped dress dancing and then stays there for a while before the band finally goes into an ending breakdown. That is all just a fucking fake out, but then it all finally ends. They cut from this to the kids out and about trying to make some trouble with a dude in a sweater vest. The dude doesn't seem to give a shit about being touched, but then something is still going on to where he pushes the tissue that he wiped himself off with into the guy's shirt to like dominate him or some bullshit oh wait there's dialogue whatever that's our next clip cool it man I know him kill it there look man he's not a bad guy he's a little square remember that trouble I got in with Max Gang a while back he would have busted my head in if he hadn't jumped in there and helped me Nobody makes any fortune look like an idiot. I'll get him. Yeah, knock off the teeth, huh? Let's go get into smack. Come on. After this, they are all driving around in a Mustang and then are dumping what looks like whitewash paint or something like that on various people, and they seem to be doing it just for the hell of it. This is once again set to the song Destruction as they pull pranks like lighting a lady's newspaper on fire, but doing it so obviously she had more than enough time to be aware that that was going to happen, and then they start taking a cop's helmet, but then they give it back, all the while being piled into a white Mustang that is being driven driven very poorly and all of this is just for the hell of it they pull up to a house fuck with a garden hose instead of the newspaper on fire they coax the person out of the house to spray them with their own garden hose and then they drive off why are they doing this just for the hell of it just for the hell of it it cuts from them fleeing to the scene to them hanging out at some kind of a diner or bar where a simple couple come in to have something to drink they order coffee and our delinquents seem to want to pull some kind of lame prank on them as well one of the girls goes over to ask for a cigarette and to get a little flirty one assumes the couple's coffee shows up oh fuck it's dialogue whatever that's our third clip Hello, Dad. got a cigarette how do you know my name? Some friends of mine told me they want to talk to you. About what? I don't know. Why don't you ask him? Tell me about that. I apologize, Jane. I'll get you another cup. That's all right, really. What do they want with you, Doug? Who knows? I'll be back in a minute. You, uh, you want to speak to me about something? How are you, Doug? It's been a while. Yeah. How you been, Doug? Can't complain. It's a cute chick. Don't tell me you're, uh... No, not yet. What do you want, then? 
Look, man, got a little friction here. He's got on his mind with you. Laid an insult on him. He wants to fight you. Now, I told him about our scuffle a while back, and I owe you one. So I just wanted to warn you. He's mean. He the one that uh, was playing tough guy in front of the club the other day? Yeah, man, he's young. Just goofing off, you know? You, uh, you always do all this talking for him, or is he a ventriloquist? Look, man, don't wise off to me. I'm trying to keep you from getting your head busted in. Well, thanks for the warning, but I'm not going to worry about it. This was a drink your friend ruined. Easy. Let's get this straight. You got a beef with me? Let's get it on right now. So with that, the gang member that was trying to get beef going earlier breaks a bottle and cuts that kid for no reason other than just for the hell of it. And just fight, for the hell of it. A fight breaks out, and that is the end of the first 20 minutes. There is no point to any of this at all. No. no. I mean, I have no idea what we're supposed to do with this. <laughs> is there social commentary that we can talk about, maybe? Uh, like, that some kids, like, I, I, I need structure? I, I don't know. <laughs> this is very clearly the Youth Gone Wild type presentation that we've seen before in exploitation films. But yeah. in the 60s, there was a definite sense that the kids just didn't respect their elders because they fucking didn't and they shouldn't have had to especially no. with vietnam going on around this time frame uh yeah they, all their elders were pretty much sending these kids to die so why would you want to respect them yeah yeah totally i, I get that uh what this is is the logical overextension of that um justifiable anger outrage and just general disrespect that you know the youth would have given to those that were sending them off to die in that day and age sure mm. totally yeah. get that uh it also has a lot to do with uh, the fear that everyone one thought that all the hippies were going to turn the kids into monsters and all the beatniks were going to turn the kids into monsters and whoever knows what other fucking movement before that was going to turn all the kids into monsters because the kids were talking back and they weren't doing what they were told um it's the same bullshit it just so happens that in this case it's just a bunch of kids that look like they are very diverse some of them are hippies some of them are not but all the one thing that they have in common is uh the charles manson playbook of violence apparently yeah pretty much Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be a cautionary tale slash look at what is happening of the youth of today. They're being led astray kind of deal. Is this close to one of those reefer madness type things? I mean, it's just kids that are out of control. It's not drugs yeah. that are doing it. It's just this is just what they are. But I mean, like type thing, not, not that it is reefer med, but it's the same type of warning your your kid could fall into these gangs if you're not careful yeah it is supposed to be that type of film but it doesn't have the warning it's just a display of the awful shit that these kids are doing just for this yeah just for the hell of it that's yeah literally just for the hell of it film is yeah <laughs> we should move on right <laughs> we should yeah All let's right. move on the next 20 starts with the fight is still going as our freshly stabbed dude decides to keep slugging it out despite being stabbed in the shoulder with a broken bottle our main delinquent dude that wanted that fight seems to have the upper hand hand for most of it and then our beach boy wants to start dealing with him pretty well this is all poorly choreographed and is just the least believable fucking fight i have seen in a really long time yeah the, this was not well choreographed at all <laughs> of course the main bad guy keeps or needs to keep the upper hand and for some reason the beach boy wannabe ends up stopping him and then he has an advantage but he finally wins and kicks the ever-loving shit out of the punk oh, motherfucker dude that wanted this fight so bad 
And then he just takes off. The owner complains that the kids wrecked the place, so they really wrecked the place by just smashing everything in sight again. Why are they doing it? Just for the hell of it. Just because for the hell of it. The owner threatens to call the pigs, so they drag him over to his tiny little griddle and griddle him for his trouble. This then cuts to headlines about a painter's legs being broken after they knock him off a scaffolding and the restaurant owner being burned by the wild mob and that his uh, whole entire building was wrecked. And then the house wrecked newspaper gets chopped up and then another burns and then they cut from this to people fucking talking finally, Jesus fucking Christ, in our fourth clip. (laughs) The guy never had a chance. He let him fight, didn't even call the police. They wrecked his joint and burned his hand so bad it looked like burnt hamburger. We have an idea who's involved in this, sir. That's their Jaffian, the group he runs. Yeah, bring him in, Saunders. He's as good as any I know. These groups wandering around today looking for trouble, dropping out of school, letting their hair grow, joining some damn fool movement, getting in trouble somewhere along the line. We get them in here for assault and battery all the time. They're getting in trouble all along the line, so you might as well go out and pick him up. They're restless. They're looking for trouble. They're like a plague of rats. I'm disgusted. Hey, Slob. I'm talking to you. Answer me. Where was you yesterday afternoon? Oh. Sorry, man. Mm, Jeez, I'm bushed. Then, uh, where was I yesterday afternoon? Mm, Where was I? I must have been somewhere. I mean... Everybody's got to be somewhere. (laughs) Cut the comedy. Answer the question. Forgive me, Fuzzy Wuzzy. But I didn't hear the question. Okay, Dexter. Let's take it from the top. Look, kid, we got all day. All week if necessary. No difference to me. Now, where were you yesterday? where I was yesterday. I was at my girl's sack enough. Call her. Ask her. But quit bugging me. You can't hold me here, and you know it. So knock it off and go play cops and robbers with someone else. And uh, when you call my girl, be polite and don't breathe on her. All right, so the dude makes a phone call we never hear, and then we have the scene of the blind dude being abused once again by the delinquents. I thought this was a fuck-up in the uh, encoding of the disc. I rewound it to make sure, but no, it was cut in this way. We get to watch that all 
again. And uh, then we get the same dude on crutches being assaulted once again immediately after that. All of this set to that destruction song. So we literally have to watch the beginning of the film again, right here in the middle of it, for no other reason than to pat it out and just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. I, I don't know what... Listen, man, if we got to keep telling you this is just for the hell of it, I don't know what the fuck I can do for you. <laughs> That's literally all we have to talk about is that all of this is happening just oh for the hell God, of it. Oh, my God. This is all just fucking terrible, isn't it? <laughs> we then see a mother pushing a baby in a carriage that the kids then put into a garbage can and then smash the shit out of the pram or carriage or whatever with the kid in the trash can. This goes on for quite a bit of scream time, and they are doing this just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. There is then a sequence of the kids ripping up a magazine and menacing a lady at some type of an office. It looks kind of like a doctor's office, but there's no context as to what's going on. They do this shit, and then they walk into another room. Then there's footage of them fucking with an old dude in his office, I think. They rip up his paperwork and smash some of the shit on his desk. He collapses onto his desk as if he's had a heart attack from fear or is just weeping because they drove this man to cry. I don't know, but they leave, and it cuts to the kids wrecking a meal at a cafeteria for a lady. Just for the fucking hell of it, I guess. I, I don't know. Whatever. Just just for the hell of it, I suppose. Just for the hell of it. They then fake buy a pie and smash it on the cashier's face. Then we see them fucking with a dude who looks like he just wanted to paint his house, maybe. They then paint words on the wall and smear paint on him and beat the shit out of him and are doing this all just for the hell of it, I guess. Yeah, just for the hell of it. Next, they abuse some lady hanging up laundry to dry and stomp and rip up all the clothes and the laundry that she just went to hang up to dry. Then they smash a bicycle and that is done just well done both just for the hell of it and to take us to the first 40 minutes down and that's it that's the first 40 minutes that's the first 40 minutes there you go folks hope everyone had a good time because it was just done for the hell of it none of this has any purpose to it other than it's just a series of things that he filmed and it's literally just getting us to the runtime so that he can shoot a film just for the hell of it and name it just for the hell of it yeah just for the hell of it we're being meted by laziness here pretty much i mean it is fucking ridiculous around here but it is what it is at this point (laughs) (laughs) the most egregious thing to me is starting the beginning intro that we watched of them beating those folks up again right in the middle like yeah you just wasted all of the because there's some audio and you do hear um some of it the second time around but when you put that in the intro of the film to establish just how bad the kids are and then you show us them doing the same thing like the exact same shots again it completely undercuts everything you were trying to do in the film like and it just yeah i just shut down i just was like done it takes me a good bit i think i stopped the movie because i knew that i had like half of it done and i was like you know what i just need to get up i can't fucking do this right now it was so useless i couldn't fuck man i mean yeah what he says now that intro makes so much more sense because i've just sat there watching this going why would anybody make this (laughs) What, what was he thinking but yeah no he'd said it just for the hell of it. Yeah, it's quite literally every this the, the only reason that this exists is just for the hell of it. Just, just to do for it. the hell of it. Yeah. Yep. This is vandalism in that it is completely functionless art. Fucka. I'm really mad at it. <laughs> Let's just fucking finish it off. All right. Let's finish it off. Let's get it done. All right. The next 20 starts with schoolgirls having a bit of a gossip session and dialogue. Thank fuck. That's our next clip. Oh, come on, 
why are you lucky? Well, besides being the four prettiest girls in school, oh. you can do me a real big favor. Why should we do you a favor? We don't even know you. <laughs> a group of us guys are throwing a party for Rocky Reeves. One problem, we're short four girls. Oh, oh How would you girls like to come? Oh, yeah. oh, 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 great. 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 Okay, so this cuts to another wild party where the kids seem to be just boozing or whatever, and the four innocent girls wander in and are immediately sleezed on by this rabble-rousing bunch of no-good nicks. They were totally set up as the males in the gang have some evil machinations, and one of the group's ladies drugs the drinks she is about to give to these young women. They all drink it because, of course, there is nothing but awful stuff about to happen to these young ladies. They are introduced to this society, quote-unquote, which basically means drugged and raped by them, which is mostly cut away from, thankfully, but the implication is still there and is absolutely horrible. The women are all stripped down and just presented again in a towel and then threatened with murder and the photos they took of them naked and while they were being sexually assaulted, I guess, and then are just thrown out of the party. All of this happening, I guess, just for the hell of it. It cuts from this. Yeah. Just, go ahead. Oh, oh, it's bad. Really bad. It cuts <laughs> really from this. Really gross. It cuts from this to some kids playing a game of pickup baseball where our no good Nicks jump in and take the kid's bat. They break it. And when he is told that he can't play, he breaks the bat and uh, throws the ball and all this other shit. And then the kids swarm him before his friends come in and beat on a bunch of little kids because, of course, they will. Why is all of this taking up so much screen time? Just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. Our rough and tumble beach boy dude happens upon this scene and stops them from fucking with the kids. They all jump on him and start beating on him. Now, with an old woman watching, the woman then screams out for the cops and she gets shit all fucked up while talking to them. Fuck it, that's dialogue. I backed the fucking video up and recorded this pent ultimate clip. Hello? 
saying that you and I are in trouble for squealing against the group to the police. Oh, Doug, I'm frightened. I want to talk to you, Dexter. What's on your mind, man? It's about a phone call Jeannie got. Know anything about it? Not me, man. Someone trying to make time with your girl? Cut it, Dexter. Let's talk straight. If anything happens to Jeannie, I'm holding you personally responsible. Get that? Look, man, I paid you back what I owed you. Now you're on your own. Don't threaten me, man. I'm not threatening you. I'm telling you. Personally responsible. I'll kill you. They cut from this to someone farting around on the soundtrack, as we heard, and the car drives off to a beach or some shit, and four dudes with beer pile out and immediately waste beer like a bunch of fucking buttheads instead of drinking it. One, yeah, what a waste. One grabs the axe they had and walks off to stare at nothing and then laugh, then comes back with the axe and points something out. So they all dart off to find a couple pulling in a boat to lay down and dry off by the water. They immediately get into some submarine racing mode and our creeps in training come sleaze on them from afar. This will lead to nothing good as the asshats creep up on them and we get a last house on the left shot of all the dudes staring down at them. They then beat the dude unconscious and start working on raping the poor girl as we are forced to watch this as it is happening. One of the dudes is bored so he grabs a hatchet and destroys the ship. The others abandon the rape and it appears to do the same thing. They wreck the ship just for the hell of it i guess this takes us to the full hour mark and we're oh, down to the god what a way to end that yeah, that's where that we were I mean, we only have 25 minutes left after this and that, yeah that was some gross ass shit well we're not quite done with them we're still in that scene it's just that the hour mark has been hit so i'm stepping yeah, away I, for now i'm just saying it's still gross ass shit yeah, they just want to show you just how horrible these fucking kids are and how they have no morals or values or blah, 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 blah. And it's very much like Joe Friday conservative statement towards the hippie youth because yeah. Joe Friday doesn't like them hippie youth. If they don't want to go to war, it must mean they're bad. <laughs> yeah, and they're as bad as these fucking creeps, which are pretty much as bad as you can go. Yeah, yeah, this is fucking terrible shit. <laughs> <laughs> these are the kind of kids that uh, Charles Bronson is going to be dealing with for like six movies straight. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just all fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is the gang with which uh, Charles Bronson has had to exact his revenge. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yep, this, these are the kids where, where Charles Bronson's going to have to go ape shit for like six fucking movies. <laughs> But in this case, we just watch them continue to do horrible things with no repercussion. Yeah, we got to wait. You got to wait for Charles Bronson to come in to get the justice. Yeah, we got like at least 10 years off before that's going to happen. All right, let's move on and finish this off. Let's get it done. The final 25-ish minutes. After the yahoos destroy what is left of the boat, they drag the dude into the water to leave him there so that he will drown, one presumes. The film comes back to show us the rape girl laying there nude on the beach and crying and cuts to our beach boy dude with his girl fucking around by a pool and making out. This goes on for quite a while as the film is just filler 
in its entirety and just for the hell of it. And then we see the kids doing what is supposed to be evil deeds. Speaking of which, the bad kids show up to the pool to be menacing at the couple. And then it cuts to her being dressed and looking at her watch, wandering around the room. After forever, she finally dials a phone to call the cops. And that is our final fucking clip. That's right. That's the only usable dialogue. Hello? Police department? Yes, this is Jeannie Blake at 435 North Oakley. Yes, I'd like to report, uh, well, you see, I got a phone call the other night, and this voice threatened me and my boyfriend, and, oh, well, no, I don't know who called, but I tell you, I'm frightened. Doug was to be here two hours ago. Well, what do you mean there's nothing you can do? You're the police. No, I don't want to change my phone number. What good will that do? Well, if you can't help me, who can? Well, why don't you drink a hot glass of milk and take a tranquilizer? I'm sorry I troubled you. <laughs> Everybody will be here in an hour. Y'all know what to do? Dexter. Just as long as I get done. That's what I want. Listen, man, when you want to get to someone, you do it through the thing they care about most. Now with Doug, it's this chick, Jean. You rough her up bad enough, you'll get the picture. So then what does he do? Who cares? He still wants to play? We play. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, call Doug on the phone and get him over to your apartment. I want you to keep him there until I call. Get it? Anything you say, baby. As long as it's big, juicy, and fights back. <laughs> Hello, Doug. This is Bitsy. You know, Dexter's girl. Well, the man and me had a big fight over what they're planning to do with their chicken yards. That's right. See, me being a woman, I don't cotton to other gals getting hurt. Screen time is wasted on the girlfriend of our would-be hero just wandering around her home and then the guys piling up outside of her house while our would-be hero is distracted by the girl in apartment 56. She disrobes, gets dressed, tries to read in bed, and then falls asleep. The rapist scumbags break in and start assaulting her on camera. It's difficult to see in here as it's filmed very dark and the soundtrack gets really distorted. But the basic idea is there that she is going to be gang raped by them. They cut, yes. they cut from this to the girl trying to get Doug to bang her and forget about his girl. She is doing anything she can to get him to stay. He figures it out and drags her with him after he roughs her up and threatens to remove her ability to fuck violently or some shit like that. I can't remember exactly what he said. He basically said he'd make it so she couldn't have sex anymore. They get that, back. That, oh, go ahead. That's a threat. That's a threat. 
They get back to his lady's place and the guys are all leaving and the scum girl escapes with them. Our would-be hero comes in to find his woman carved up, beaten, and clearly repeatedly raped. And so his Mad Max vengeance quest must now begin with less than seven minutes of screen time left. She looks dead as fuck too because our hero just yeah. runs off like she's dead. I, I'm pretty sure she's dead. Yeah, the way I know they don't say it, but Jesus. Yeah. It looks like they stabbed her in the stomach and cut a big circle around where her womb was, and that yeah. is what she died from. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Our hero books it out after the leader and his lady who are on a motorcycle, so we know how they might just end up dead. This creates a chase scene with the film sped up, and a cop gets involved in all of this chase as it continues on screen, taking for fucking ever doing it. I think some of the rapists are caught by a cop car and the motorcycle and the cop on on a bike continue to take off with our would-be hero still in pursuit a road close sign has the motorcycle veer off and crash it explodes into fire i guess we are led to believe that the leader is now dead and so is the girl that set this all up when asked why while the cops drag off the wrong guy he says was it just for the hell of it as if that's a question the film cuts to the leader of the pack pulling up in a car with one of his remaining cult members and he doesn't care how much trouble his friends are in then we see a card that says this is the end of the story but the violent there's no end of the violence or something along those lines that was apparently painted on glass that is then smashed on camera it fades to black there are no fucking credits but at least it's fucking over Jesus fucking Christ, what a never-ending downer this movie is. And there's no reason for it other than just because Herschel Gordon-Lewis was bored and wanted to make a movie. It's like, how can I depress a whole lot of people just at the same time as just wanting to do something for just for the hell of it? I'll make this fucking movie. How can I make a roughie even more egregious and hard to tolerate? Yeah. Ugh. Man, I hate that shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is by far my least favorite of all of the ones that we've covered, and it is clearly the first time that I've watched it. Um, There wasn't really anything about it that intrigued me, like She Devils on Wheels would at all, and uh, I don't think I'm ever really going to want to watch it again. No, I I never want to see this movie ever again, (laughs) ever. It's fucking done. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is probably going to end up being the shortest fucking episode we've ever done because we're now at 44 minutes and we've moved through that like as quickly as possible. There's nothing to it. It's literally I mean, there really everything isn't. I just described that happened on screen is what happened on screen. Everything. I mean, there's nothing like I, it, it, even the social commentary on it, we already went through. So it didn't even take that long for that. <laughs> no, and I don't even think that he made it for social commentary or for any particular reason. I think he literally just made it as mean-spirited as he possibly could because he'd been holding back on a bunch of other films and he just decided to cut loose and because he had no reason to make this, just wanted to see how it would turn out and he wanted to probably make something as fucking vile as he possibly could think of. And Oh yeah, no, I agree. It's it's the social commentary is what we're assigning to it. it not that he had any idea of social commentary to put in there. I agree with you on that. I don't even think this was planned. I think it was just quite literally, he had a series of horrible things that he wanted to have happen for a beginning, yep. middle, and end. And then he built a story around the horrible things that he wanted to have happen. Sort Kinda. of. Yeah, but I mean, the story is essentially this guy runs afoul of the gang, the gang continues to fuck with his life, then he fights back, and it just keeps getting worse, and it escalates. We've seen that a ton of times in a ton of different movies with, you know, gangs and kid gangs and stuff like that since, and we made the commentary that it's very much like the gang going unpunished from death wish essentially yeah pretty much 
Yeah. <laughs> and while some of the gang gets punished, the real leaders don't. Which is really actually pretty accurate. I mean, yeah. it's it's a film noir without the wrapping uh, ending pieces that let you know that everything's going to be okay now. It just leaves you feeling awful the entire time, as this type of film is wont to do. It's yes. pure exploitation. 100%. It is, definitely. Yep. <laughs> and it has no reason to exist other than the guy was just fucking bored and decided to try and make the most vile film he could. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, H.G. Lewis. <laughs> you're, you're really doing us a solid over here, you son of a bitch. Yeah, well, the year's almost over and we're almost done with this. And I've got nothing else to say about it. I guess we could just do a story time and just fucking call it quits. We get it to an hour. We get it to an hour. Great. If not, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, some movies don't deserve an hour show. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to play the Dickies with their cover of Eve of Destruction. And when we come back, we'll figure something out for a fucking story time, I guess. Fuck that. We'll figure out something. song you of destruction played you know way too fucking fast <laughs> just spit it up by a billion times and there you go yeah, and play it twice why not yeah yeah why not that's what the, the hell that's the dickies for you they, they give zero fucks and they do things just for the hell of it yeah <laughs> oh fuck just cheer everybody up matt with a time i got some it has nothing to do with motorcycle gangs <laughs> or just gangs pillaging the yeah world. it has nothing to do with gangs uh i enjoy spicy food court knows this many people who know me in my real life know i enjoy spicier foods well this past weekend i was down uh our town holds the college world series and i decided to hang out down there had some fun and now a lot of places where they put up for, for their food and they say, we have this hellfire option. It's never really that spicy. There's probably a little bite to it, but I've never really caught on anything spicy. It's for people like me that want to feel like they're eating spicy food by having a really fancy name, but it usually is never that hot. Exactly. Well, there was a Philly cheesesteak tent set up and our food truck and every, all the food. I saw somebody walking by with the, one of the sandwiches and they looked excellent. So I walk up, they have a hellfire option. I go, hi, what are you going to probably put on a couple of jalapenos? And that's about it. So I ordered one of those, took it back to where I was with some friends. And it looked delicious. One bite in, and it was the hottest fucking thing I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah. It, I mean, there's a sauce on this. Now, one of my other, one of the other friends who was with me, he's also a huge spicy person. And he took a bite and he was like, oh my God. 
And then we were talking to some other people, and I like I had fork and a knife, and everyone started taking bites because I couldn't finish it. I took three bites of this thing. My tears burned my cheeks. <laughs> my tears were spicy. I cried. It was so spicy. It's the hottest I've ever eaten. My stomach still hasn't fucking recovered fully from it, and that was 48 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. That's got to be yeah, some I, ghost peppers or something to do that. Kind I don't. Of yeah, thing. I don't know. They wouldn't tell me what was in it, but it was the hottest fucking shit I've ever eaten my entire life. Might have been and I'm including the time I accidentally made myself ghost pepper wings. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. So I'm going to do the exact opposite, and I'm going to tell a heartwarming story of something that renewed my faith in humanity. And it also just so happens to have happened during my Ireland trip. So oh, there you go. Yeah, that we're going to pad the episode with that. He checked the time he says as he's about to tell this story to know just how far i can go all right so uh the trip itself to ireland uh was equal parts um oh well it's probably more amazing but it had its fair share of awful that that was involved i don't know how much you know of the story of things that happened like yeah i'm, I'm well aware of your trip yeah, the clutch collapsed on like our first full yep. day of driving because somebody else abused it before we got it from the rental place and we were all exhausted and jet lagged from taking a red eye to Ireland. So like our driver didn't know if it was just in his head or if there was actually something going on with the clutch. And by the time we knew it was too late, uh, we were stuck in the middle of traffic and, you know, awful things were happening where people were beeping at us and we had to get the car off the fucking road somehow, which we did. And then it was taken care of. And then our driver got COVID and then everybody else on the trip, but my wife and I I had COVID eventually by the end of it and we're trying not to spread it and they're trying to keep masks on which is like really just a bummer but anyway before all yeah. of this really really happened when our driver was first down and sick um, we were spending an unexpected day an additional day in uh, the Kenmare area and we were at a uh, bed and breakfast that was just far enough away from the town that my mother-in-law can't walk she's in her late 70s she's had a hip injury she also doesn't like to walk so she just doesn't and uh, can't as much, right? So we couldn't get her to walk very much during this trip. So we had to very carefully plan things that we could basically drive her up to. Yeah, right. <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, and we were trying to get this extra day that we had while the driver was down. This is before we knew we had COVID. We were trying to uh, find something for everybody else to do. So the ladies booked this tour of the bay um, of where we're at, which was a humongous bay, by the way. It was a 90 minute tour. And uh, we still Jesus. we still only covered a small amount of it because it's like one of those deep finger type bays that's going on there. Well, anyway, we couldn't get the mom to go with us because again, the injury and she also hates walking. So we were all going to just walk down there and we couldn't get a taxi because it's a small town. Also, it's like a special holiday weekend as well where everybody yeah. had Monday off and none of the taxi drivers were going to fucking work that day in this small town either. No, of course not. So we think we're going to have to, worst case scenario, eat the cost of one of the tickets because they bought four and we knew the driver wasn't going to make it, although we were kind of hoping that he would. So we just bought four thinking that we could at least get uh, the mother-in-law down there to the bay. So when uh, my sister-in-law goes up to talk to the guy that's in charge of this tour group, um, she just asks some questions about, you know, what are they going to do? What's the you know what's the problem here? Um, you know, we can't get this third person or this fourth person to join us. And he goes, OK, um, they can't walk. It's too too long of a walk. OK, they're yeah. Yeah. And no rides. None at all. Not even the bed and breakfast. He goes, I got lads for that. And so he calls over one of his guys. 
that works with them that's on the crew. He goes, it's a six minute drive. You're going to run up with her. They're going to go pick up their mom so she can be on the tour with everybody. And uh, you got to get back here before it's time to leave because you're part of the crew as well. Like he's, you know, explaining this all. And the guy goes, oh yeah, I got this. Less than six minutes. It'll be fine. So they call their mother to tell her to get ready because she's going to make it to the boat tour because this guy was nice enough to send one of his crew right before they had to shove off to go get her. And Aww. they go and they pick her up. They bring her back. She is the happiest that I've probably seen her on the entire trip so far because they made it work and then she they helped her onto the boat and she loves being on boats and she loves water just like my wife and her sister you know as well so and meanwhile I'm like oh fuck we better not go out into the open ocean because I've got a very severe fuck that if I can't see land at least on one side when I'm on the water you know it does fuck with you it does fuck with you yeah I'm not doing that's just pure and simple so like I asked yeah. them I asked them I'm like are we going to still be able to see land or how far out are we going and they're like oh no we're not actually even going to leave the bay proper and I was like okay well as long as I can see land on one side I'm fine you know what yeah. I mean and then like they're still checking on me because they want to make sure I'm okay as well the crew just because I just asked that one question and uh, I don't remember the name of the company off of the top of my head but I will be posting it in the group and I will also post photos of them because if you are in Ireland and you happen to be in Ken Mare and there's a tour of the bay that you can do you definitely have to go to these folks because they're fucking incredible. Ken Mare Bay Boat Tours. It was Ken Mare Bay Boat Tours. And I do believe that the skipper is Pat, the one who sent one of his lads to take care of and make sure that a nice lady could get a tour of the bay with everyone else, even though it was out of their way. Pretty amazing stuff. And then that's who you should go see because they're fucking amazing. Oh, and after the tour was over and they was done with, uh, we thought we would probably have to force uh, the mother-in-law to walk back to the B&B. And uh, no, one of the lads actually was going to take us all the way back. And then when he found out we wanted to stop for dinner in town he offered to give us enough time and then to come pick us up and take us back even after that like jesus that's customer fucking service right there with a smile no it's beyond that's just how wonderful the yeah. irish people are like everyone yeah. that i encountered i have a, a ton of other stories that are like that but this is the most demonstrative of a type of folk that were so kind and wonderful and they didn't have to be in any way shape or form that did in fact renew my faith in humanity and makes me feel like this movie is just a bit of a stretch yeah good that's nice good story time yeah now if that were to happen in America they'd be like yeah fuck you you're eating the cost of that ticket it's not our responsibility and, and we're probably going to shoot you in the face just because because you, you had the audacity to ask us a question right before our yeah. tour yeah that's amazing. welcome to Florida anyway <laughs> essentially yeah that's basically it so that'll pretty much get us to an hour once it's edited down it'll probably be less but uh, you know I might pad it out as much as this fucking movie was padded out I guess we'll see we're going to play also the not every movie does Deserves an hour long show. This one certainly didn't. Uh, no. So we're going to play the ending Legion promo. When we come back, we're going to have Iggy Pop and the Stooges with their song Search and Destroy. And we're going to close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show. Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. 
horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. That is definitely, they're searching and they're destroying because that's the whole entire plot line of this fucking movie is just to find something, you know, good and wholesome and destroy it, you know? Yeah, of course. Destroy everything. Because that's what the youth does. They just destroy everything because they're just fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) All the fucking youths. You're all terrible. Did you say youths? Yeah, youths. (laughs) I'm sorry. The youths. If you'd like to find 410 previous instances where we have offhandedly made some kind of remark that may or may not tie back to my cousin Vinny, that's all available on the previous instances of this show. Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. That's the best place to find us, even though you could probably just do the Google search for cinema psyops and find us that way as well. Or yeah. you could just ask me if I can remember the specific episode, but after 411 now that we've done, I probably won't. Uh, just... I mean, we'll probably bullshit you in some way and tell you an episode number and then make you listen to it. But that's about it. <laughs> that is definitely something. we're giant dicks. <laughs> that's definitely something Matt Sihup would do were he to ever answer back to any message he ever receives ever. You know, you don't need to personally attack me. It was it, not even like that. It don't have to be like that. <laughs> You could reach out to me on the Legion Discord chat and say, yes, as a matter of fact, my name is Darren, and it does have to be like that, Matt. <laughs> my name is Darren, and it doesn't. It don't have to be like that. You don't have to be this way. Well, one of the things that I do have to do before we can get out of here is explain how everyone can track down the memes. First, yes. it is shared to our Instagram feed of Cinema underscore PsyOps, aptly named for the podcast Cinema PsyOps. Then it gets shared from there to the Facebook page of Cinema PsyOps, which is aptly named for this podcast. And then the Facebook group. Also, you got it, aptly named Cinema PsyOps for this podcast, as well as to my main feed of me as Court PsyOps there on Facebook, where I'm available for messages and I will at least respond years before Matt ever will. I'm just saying, again, you do not need to personally attack me. This, I mean, you can let this go. Like I let messages go. While you're out there saying, why must you come at me so, kick the fuck (laughs) out this weekend, make it your baby.
two on the cloud. Word Recording up. in progress. There we go. Awesome. Just I love some, this mic. God damn. I'm just eating some keto chips real quick. It's fine. I'm doing crack cocaine. What up? Clip. Also, here's Herschel Gordon Lewis's intro. <laughs> Be polite and don't breathe on it. I can actually hear you type in your mic. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. It's all good. As, as long as, you know, you're not doing that while we're talking, talking. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. there saying why must you come at me so kick the fuck <laughs> out of this weekend make it your bitch <laughs> good one <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and stop it at just over an hour now there you go recording stopped